Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm your host, Dee, and you are in for a little bit of a treat today because I have the first male guest on the show. His name is Luke Salmon and he is a men's fulfillment coach. Nothing inspires him more than creating deep shifts in men's lives and seeing the ripple effect that that has on their partners, children, family, and other men in their lives. What an incredible mission, right? He is a university dropout turned for field six-figure entrepreneur. And prior to that, He was a regular guy who committed to living a life of success at a very young age, which actually led him to scaling a seven-figure and a six-figure business prior to the one he has now. And along that path, he discovered that there was more to life than success and living from the mind, and that that path was fulfillment, which came from the alignment to his heart or the alignment with his heart, I should say. I love his message. You're going to love his message. And we don't just talk about business on this podcast, but I really took this as an opportunity to ask him all of the juicy questions we might be too afraid to ask our partners, but really want to know about how men think when it comes to communication, feelings, and what it really means when a man needs space, shuts down emotionally, and falls asleep straight after sex. Yes, we go that deep, ladies. You're going to love it. So let's dive in. Hey, beautiful soul. Welcome to the Her Soulful Success Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Ricciotti, but you, my friend, can call me Dee because I know that we're about to become business besties. I'm a certified NLP business coach teaching women both strategy and mindset for a successful first year in business while juggling motherhood, marriage, and everything in between. Consider this space your weekly dose of mindset, spirituality, energy boost, and self-development because I know these are all ingredients that make for a soulfully successful you. for today's episode because I officially have my very first male guest on the show and it's the incredible Luke. Welcome Luke, how are you going? Thank you so much, doing so well and it's a real honour to be the first male on the show as well. (laughs) I can already tell from our chat before that this is going to be a really fun episode so really looking forward to it but Luke, can you, from your own words, just introduce yourself to the audience and share a little bit about your story and what you do? Yeah, amazing. Thank you. So my name is Luke Salmon, 24 years old and currently living on the Gold Coast of Queensland, uh, where I'd start really the bulk of my story was four years ago when I left my uh, engineering degree at university. I was 21, just a little bit fed up with the systems way of thinking. I was just like, cool, this is the path of success that you need to follow this is what you need to live the life of to please your dad and everyone around you basically so at just that 20 started planning my first business with a business partner opened up a gym down in sydney which did mindset and body transformations of our clients who are mainly young young women the demographic was 70 percent young women uh from that built it to seven figures over the space of two and a half three years uh there was a location change in between that we had a really amazing system However, throughout that journey, I was doing a lot of Tony Robbins work. I was focusing on NLP. I was doing hypnotherapy. And I started to go deeper into myself. 
what I found in that business was that I couldn't actually reach the depth that I wanted to in my own clients. So uh, it was at the start of COVID. I was over in Bali on a retreat, on a deep breath work embodiment retreat. And I decided to actually leave the business and, and sell my shares at that point. So pursued online coaching from last year for a year. So I had my first business, scaled that to six figures. It was really successful doing six-week empowerment immersions and started running some in-person retreats as well. Uh, and then at the start of this year, I changed it up. I wasn't fully aligned at the end with my business partner. And now I'm working with men who are largely focusing on success. They're more hustlers. And really, it's about connecting them to their feminine energy. So there's going to be pieces from my journey that really resonate with women because they're already embodied in their feminine energy. So it's actually getting males into their heart, into their bodies to like literally put down their axe and sword and be like, you can stop working. You can actually connect with your partner. So that's where I'm at now. Love it, Luke. I actually think that both men and women these days need a bit of help embodying their feminine. And I feel like more men are maybe too far in their masculine or only in their masculine and don't know how to embody their feminine. But then also women these days are also struggling with embodying and being embodied in their feminine energy as well. From your words, because I don't think I've, I don't know, we've touched on this topic before, maybe I've covered it off, but for the women listening in, can you talk a little bit about the difference between what we mean when we're saying masculine and feminine energy and what that means? Yeah, beautiful question. And yeah, uh, 100% women, especially business women, being in their masculine or being uh, shown that this is a way to do it. Like, let's be more independent. However, I believe that the success and fulfillment of a woman is going to always come back to their feminine energy as well. Cause that's how they magnetize. So with the masculine and feminine energy, right? It's, it's literally energy. So, uh, when we say masculine and feminine, we're not necessarily referring to it's female or male. Yes. Majority of females have a core essence of being feminine and majority of men have a core essence of being masculine. When we speak to the feminine, we're like the energy of like surrender, it's emotion, it's intuition. It's like ease and grace. It's flow. Whereas the masculine, it is more rigid. It's like, here's the structure. Here's my purpose. Here's my direction. So it's like a yin and yang type approach where if, if we looked at it like a metaphor, right? So say we've got a riverbed, okay? The water flows through the river. If we only had feminine, we would, would only have water. So the water goes everywhere. If we only had masculine, we would have no water, uh, would have no, uh, water to flow through it. So bringing the masculine and feminine together, we create a riverbed, the structure, the masculine, which allows the flow to move through it. And especially when we're in business, we need to have the masculine structure and and for women in business need to have the masculine structure for the water, for the feminine to flow through, which is where like your, your creative essence is. That's where your magic comes through in your business. So Mm. yeah, I like to use that metaphor of it's the riverbed with the water flowing through masculine feminine. Yeah. And we talked a little bit briefly in a previous podcast episode on father and mother wounds and how they can affect kind of where you sit energetically. So I know that for a lot of women, there are father wounds around why they struggle to embody their feminine. Maybe perhaps they idolize and really look up to their dads and see their dads as, you know, the, the strong, the, the confident, the courageous one. So obviously worshiping dad you want to be like him what is it with what where do you feel like for example maybe I don't know if I'm using the right term but maybe toxic masculinity or being in your masculine energy and completely being dominated by that and not knowing how to embody your feminine at all where does that stem from for men do you find 
where would it stem from for men, the toxic masculine? So, yeah, I think toxic masculinity stems from definitely poor role model figures. So perhaps the father isn't a good example of masculine. It's uh, perhaps a figure of emotionally shut off, uh, Mm -hmm. not necessarily connected to their heart, focusing on work, focusing on success, where a lot of these masculine, especially entrepreneurs, will step in like, yeah, I've got this, I'm the hustler. Um, but yeah, that's going to come a detriment of being connected to their heart. So definitely over-focusing on the work side of things. Uh, so yeah, toxic masculine. Also looking at peer groups, especially with men growing up, uh, exploring love and these types of things, they will pick up examples from peers who are maybe, okay, they've had sexual experiences earlier. I'm like, this is how I treat a woman. Uh, this is how I treat women. It's not necessarily from my heart. It's from my head. It's from my dick. Like it is completely... Uh, it's completely disconnected from the heart. So it could be the father figure, which is where the father wound is going to come from, but also the peer groups uh, around them. So generally that's what's going to happen in the development of the toxic masculine. And then I think similar, similar aspects of when someone is over masculine. So they maybe not necessarily toxic or like a polarized energy of the masculine. However, they could only be exhibiting qualities of masculinity. So where they're not connected to their heart or their emotions because they've just model their father so when it comes to something like business there's a lack of connection to their feminine there's a lack of connection to their intuition there's a lack of connection to the ease and grace so everything's quite rigid as well so it's whether it's looking at the toxicity of it or it's just overly uh dominating in the masculine energy Mm. and i think what also contributes to that for both men and women is uh the misconception that how the feminine energy is also portrayed we often associate feminine energy, like flow, for example, being airy fairy mm. or being weak or being too unstructured or being lazy, for example. And then it makes it really hard or even overly emotional is another one <laughs> that yeah. I, I think is a really strong, like a strong misconception, something that's associated with the feminine energy. So, and in our culture, it's, these are traits that we, don't feel like we want to, I guess, have or embody. And I think like being a mom of two boys, it's really important for me that I model what healthy feminine energy looks like and for my partner to also be embodying some of his feminine energy so that he can be a really great good example for my boys and the way like some, oh my gosh, we do not get it right. But, you know, when our boys, um, like for example, one of my boys, Xavier, he is quite sensitive and often like older generation, like my grandparents, for example, they're like, oh, you know, he'll just cry at the drop of a pin or you know <laughs> um are you a big boy or are you a baby mm. like you know those old school kind of comments that we make and I try we try really hard to create that safe environment for him to be connected with his feminine and his feelings and his heart and if he wants to just have a full me- mental breakdown and not be you know the perfect child in this moment to just let him have that moment and that it's perfectly okay and that you're still loved unconditionally and regardless and not to attach any meanings about what that might mean about his boyhood or his manhood or whatever it is growing up um so yeah that's really cool well i thought we would take this amazing parenting 
Oh, yeah, we like, we try, we try. <laughs> we definitely don't always get it right. Um, and yeah, I probably, if I created an episode of what I get right versus what I get wrong, there will be a whole lot more on what I get wrong. But yeah. and isn't that the thing? Like, you know, as you heal yourself and as you do this work and as you become conscious, you, we can also become really hard on ourselves in both relationships. Like I'll be really hard on myself in my interactions with my partner as well as my kids, because I always feel like, Oh my God, I should know better. I should have mm. handled that better. But in reality, we're still human and coaches are not gurus or above anybody else. We're still humans. And it's just about doing that work and just, kind of getting better at it each day as, as it comes. And that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. We kind of like set the the title to for this episode as men are from Mars and women are from Venus. I know that a lot of women listening in, I kind of wanted to take this opportunity, you being the first male guest on the show, where I could just ask you some really fun questions that I know uh, is probably on a lot of women's minds, whether they're single or in relationships and understanding our male male whatever, male species that we share this earth with <laughs> a little bit better um, so that we can both support, interact, communicate, build better intimacy with men. So I wanted to start with, in your opinion, um, with your expertise, what do you believe is the difference in uh, women's core needs and a man's core needs in general in life. What are they craving differently? What are they needing? What are they, what are they needing? Right. So great question. Um, it's not often that I think about this. Uh, it's just, it's just only just nature. Um, however, what I see for myself and just like, just looking at my, uh, interactions in my, in my own world is that Generally, for me, my core needs would be uh, a level of purpose and direction. Like I need to have some level of, okay, I am focusing on something that can be outcome-oriented or something that can be goal-oriented. I need to step in a certain direction, okay? Amazing. With that, what I'm also needing is that if I'm in a relationship or regardless whether I'm in a relationship and I'm pursuing a purpose or some sort of direction, I also want to be acknowledged. I'm like, cool you're doing the thing, Luke, look at you go get that. And even if I'm failing as well, it's like, I still want to be acknowledged for what I'm trying to do. So a uh, level of purpose, level of direction, being acknowledged, uh, also needing some time and space for myself. Uh, a big, big need of mine is to, yeah, just to have that uh, solidarity at times to just disconnect from everything that's happening to regroup because especially with the masculine, it's like we, we, sometimes we just don't want to expand and throw it all up in the air. We're like, I just want to reduce and I want clarity and I want to like, I just want to be like this ball. And like, it's, it's just here. It's just here. So for me, it's like, I need to pull myself to a ball. Every, everything that was once up in the air is reduced. I'm like, I now have clarity. So it's going to come to solidarity and connection, especially with other masculine. One of, one of the needs that I have is like, cool. If I want to feel like I'm fully in my power as a man, I also want to be around other men. Uh, in their power so that I can feel like this just amplified effect uh, because I've noticed when I'm not and I'm around a feminine uh, environment, which is a lot of the time the case because I've connected my feminine that I will go more into that energy and I won't feel so powerful and 
in having that direction and purpose moving forward as well. So probably for me, direction, purpose, uh, the sense of solidarity, being acknowledged, and then having the time to connect with other masculine energy. Probably my deepest core needs. Love uh, it. For the feminine, so uh, support, definitely support. So with my partner, it is a level of support. It's showing up for her. Uh, the element of uh, holding space and being present uh, mm-hmm. rather than the masculine way of doing it, which is solving the problem, which a lot of people would have heard about, uh, just being able to listen and not always having to understand. So it's for me and for my partner, it's a sense of like, you're actually here listening and I probably have an understanding that you don't understand everything I'm saying, but you're still here just unwavering like, yeah, babe, I'm here. I've, I'm, I'm still here for you. I've still got you. Uh, also with the feminine and, and for females in general, freedom like freedom is a massive thing and i think it's for the feminine it's like part of their birthright to be so expansive so explosive so free like not being contained it's 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 the ability to just like be in all of your full expression and then that would lead to like the 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 core need of being expressed being fully expressed uh but then that brings in safety as well it's like being safe to be in the full expression as well so um, all of that, which I spoke about, which for me just is like this expansive safety expression. Uh, nothing's contained. I am free. Uh, let me be all of me. So, yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Do you have a thousand little notebooks that you have collected from Kmart or that cute little stationery shop online, but you can never quite seem to put pen to paper for a journaling practice, even though you know that all of the most highly successful and effective people recommend journaling? But when you sit down, does your mind just go blank? It's okay, sister. Your girl has got your back. I know all the feels and have been there. So what I did was created a super effective 30 days of journal prompts so you can quite literally journal your way to a more successful version of yourself starting today. It covers everything from visualization to breaking bad habits, setting intentions and releasing limiting beliefs. No more chewing on the end of that pen, writing boring affirmations that feel like you are lying to yourself as you write them down. You know the ones I'm talking about, guys. Get your copy in your inbox now and head on over to the link in my show notes. Love it. I feel like you got that spot on. I was like, yeah, tick, tick. Especially the part where I loved when you mentioned, uh, you know, being present and showing that support and listening, but not necessarily needing to completely understand. I feel like this is where me and my partner personally bump heads a lot. Sometimes I know he doesn't understand, but his way of trying to show me that he does is by giving me advice when all I want from him in that moment is to just listen. Like, no, 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 babe. Like I'm not looking to you to tell me how I need to do this differently. I just need you to hear me like literally vent, cry, whatever, and hold me for a moment. And I'll, and that's exactly what I need. Um, love it. Yeah. If we're trying to improve our communication with men, let's just say whether it's relationships, or even if you're single and you're looking to date, let's just say that. Mm-hmm. What is a really, what is the best way to have a man listen to get their attention? I guess is what I'm saying because I also know in my relationship when I'm speaking and I've completely lost my partner's interest, and then that could absolutely trigger me and think he's not being supportive and all of these things when really, in fact, he is just needing something else in that moment, or I need to give him space to kind of like, um, 
I don't know, close off his day from work to be able to become present at home. And I haven't given him the opportunity to do that. What in your opinion are some like great tips for women to be able to support their communication with men and have their full attention and get the, the men to listen? Yeah. Beautiful question. And what, what really resonated was like getting my partner to close off his day first. I think leading with a question is going to be one of the most powerful ways. Like, Hey babe, uh, are you available to have this conversation now? For me, it's like, if I haven't closed off my day, if I'm still processing something, I'm like, yeah, babe, I'm here. I'm here. And she's like, just throwing all these things off. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not there. She feels it. So I think probably one of the most powerful ways is to ask for the presence. And then that's going to be like, okay, cool. Here's my purpose. Partner wants me to be present. So just hold on five, 10 minutes. Let me get all this sorted. And now I can be fully present with you. So hundred percent asking for your partner's presence, yeah. uh, especially for me to listen more, more generally, it's going to be like a level of directness. The masculine generally wants you to be direct. However, sometimes it's not what you want. So to fully get attention, you may need to be more direct in your communication and actually be like, cool, what do I need to say in this moment rather than being more aloof and like, okay, it could be all this, all, all this, it's all up in the air. So probably coming through with a level of like, I have more intention to what I'm saying here. If I want to grab my partner's attention and have him fully present with me. And then I guess in that, once the, the presence and attention is there, it's like, yeah, and then you can be more of your expansive flowy self. So probably those two pieces of directness and actually asking, Hey, are you available right now for me to share this? And then it's going to go, Oh, actually I'm not. Thank you for the, thank you for that. Now I can be direct now. Now I can be here and present. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is like, that's not a man being a dick in that moment. That's like literally what you need. Well, yeah. um, why is it that sometimes women might perceive like there's two things there that I could, I could definitely see like one that why should we have to ask for like the presence and with the attention piece, the directness, this is something else that I think like I notice in relationships or in communication where women tend to probably make things attach more meanings to things and be maybe more complex in their communication. Um, why do men need things to be very black and white and explain to them very clearly for them to understand? Like, is there, is that part of the masculine energy? Is it something in the psychology? Is it just the way our brains are wired differently in your opinion? In my opinion, um, I think men are just really simple. Yeah. Like they just want simplicity. Like I'm, I'm just trying to, as you were saying, I'm trying to think of an example of like when my partner said something, I'm like, Oh, what does that actually mean? Like, is it just this? So I think it's just, it's just us. We're simple creatures. It's like yeah. point A, point B. We want to move from here to here in the quickest route possible. Whereas the feminine's like, I actually want to go explore. I, I remember seeing this photo when I was at like a, a Tony Robbins seminar of like men shopping versus women shopping. It's like they have like a tracker on the lady and she goes through every single aisle, like checks out all the clothes, goes back to the same spot. And the man's just like in, grabs his thing, next one. And he's paid and he's out of the, out of the, out of the shop. So I think for men, it's just like, what is the simplest, most efficient, most effective route? So our brains are wired to be like, what is efficiency? What is productivity? What is this? And the feminine's like, I don't really care about those things. I just want to be like in all of my expression, all of my freedom and all of my expansiveness. So I think it comes down to that need of like, give me the efficiency. Like I'm here to really make do with this short 
amount of time I have yeah. having this life. So just get to me quickly. Yeah. And again, understanding that. So it's how we're wired. It's not intended in yes. any sort of way. It's just like, this is my makeup. I, and I often, my, my partner often says to me, my husband often says to me, like, just get to the point or, okay, like, what is it that you need me to do right now? Yeah. No, 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 no. I need you to understand and hear and listen. No, like, but for, for, for the males, they actually just need the quick, they need to fix, they need to do, they need to get it done. Let's just get it done. Whilst yeah. we are probably more, and again, I, I say this without wanting to attach any negative meanings to it, but more in tune with our emotions. So not necessarily emotional, but more, connected to our emotions and wanting to express them fully in the moment yeah one thing that's just popped into mind too is that for the masculine for the male who wants to solve all the time uh for a female's partner it could be a wise thing to have the conversation with your partner when you when he doesn't necessarily know what you need and it, it may be like a, an emotional process. It may be that you've got to get all this thing off your chest and maybe wise for you to actually have the conversation prior to this happening of like, cool, babe, I just need you to listen as opposed to you trying to solve the problem. And there's times when I actually want a solution here from you. Cause the man's just going to be like, okay, what does she want? Does she want me to solve? Cause I want to solve. But last time she wanted me to listen. So perhaps it's, it's a, a, an effective strategy to put into your communication. Babe, I don't want a solution right now. Can you please listen? Or I actually need your help on this thing. Cause the man's just like, what does she want? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. So just be really, really clear in your communication, be really direct and to the point and ask for what you need. I think that like we often say, and I think women tend to whinge when we get together about like, why do I need to ask? It's about supporting your partner in supporting you. And that's about really embodying your feminine more because that, that kind of, that's about the receiving. If you're unable to ask, then you probably have some, feminine wounds around asking like why would you have a problem with asking for what you need right so we can always do better within ourselves before projecting that onto our partners and boyfriends or whoever else i love that um want to understand a little bit oh no actually we're on the topic of kind of misunderstandings and like communication what do you think are some ways that women so like top ways or things that might pop into your head that women misunderstand about men what are some big like misconceptions if i was to give you like let's just say three things that you're like women really don't get this about men and i wish that they did what would they be three misunderstandings uh misconceptions misunderstanding something that like maybe it's portrayed in the media about men or often in the stories that we hear that you, like if you had the opportunity that you could debunk and demystify and be like, that is not true. This is the true core man and how he really feels about this. Yeah. Um, From your perspective, of course, it's hard to speak on all. (laughs) On behalf of all the men in the world, I probably put a lot of pressure on you with that question. Yeah, no, that's cool. Uh, misconceptions so 
when he wants space, when I want space in, in the relationship, it's not mm. that I don't love you. It's not that I, I'm not here for you. It's like, I literally just need the space to bring it all together. Mm. Um, this is how we're wired again. It's like, we want to reduce, we want to like have things in parts compartments in our life. And it's like, cool. I understand this. I have, I have some level of control over this. So now I can actually be here. So it's, when, when he's wanting time to retreat and process and step away from you, it's not because he doesn't love you. It's he actually needs that for him to show up more fully in the relationship. So if the partner, if your partner, especially a man, is asking for space, give him the space to do that because he's going to show up more fully after that uh, for you. Uh, other misconceptions. Mm. It's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's going to come back to the whole thing of efficiency again. It's like he doesn't not care. He doesn't uh, not want to have the time and space for you. He's, we're just wired to do things as quick, as short, as efficient as possible. So, again, it's not that he doesn't want to give you the time and space. It's just that part of the masculine energy and part of the air conditioning is like how can we be as quick and efficient as possible so that we can have time for everything else as well um one more misconception i like when things come in threes <laughs> it's just always going to be three right yeah three it's always going to be three hmm, what's a weird thing that i do for what reason um oh this is this is this is a good one i'm not sure if it's a misconception though um I just thought about sex and mm -hmm. when like for when a man falls asleep after having sex on his partner. Yeah. It's, it's generally that like it, it could go many ways, but in my research and what I've understood and even with myself is that perhaps if he's having sex too much, he actually needs to be able to do more work on being able to hold his uh, semen inside of himself because he keeps draining his life force too much. So uh, it's probably more for a conscious man who's explored this, but the reason he may be falling asleep is that he's so depleted. If he's having sex quite often, especially at the start of a relationship, he's trying to hold it all together. He's trying to be there for you, mm -hmm. but perhaps the, the, the thing for him is actually to do work on being able to withhold his ejaculation so that he still has the life force within him. So is this like falling asleep during or after? after? I don't think anyone's falling asleep during. Oh, yes, <laughs> you before? <laughs> I was going to say, oh, ladies, if that is happening to you, girlfriend, you need a, I don't know what you need. You need, you need a sex therapist or something. But yeah, yeah totally. That's a really interesting one. Um, yeah, I feel like my husband generally does tend to feel a lot fall asleep a lot quicker after than I do. And I'm like, Hey, you want to hang? <laughs> That's what your movie cuddles, do those things. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part of the conditioning as well of the masculine. It's like job is now done. I am complete. Okay. Must mean bedtime if I'm having sex at this time of the night. So again, it's that, it's just the way the brain's wired. It's like, okay, success. Here was my outcome. I've had sex whether or not I've fulfilled my partner's needs as well. Cause sometimes we're a bit selfish as well. Now it's time to fall asleep, but you can look at it from the perspective of like, how often is he actually ejaculating? Cause if it's a lot, like it's literally his life force is being drained time and time again, you're going to feel depleted long-term. Yeah. So interesting. You mentioned before that men really need 
direction and to have goals and to have a focus. How can a woman best support her man's goals? How can she be a part of that journey and complement it without creating conflict or, again, um, you know, lack of communication? Yeah, cool, 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 cool. Good question. Uh, I think it's just the the ability to show up as support, as you said. How can they support him? It's just like, do you actually need anything? Because a lot of the time it may be like the woman sitting there, like, I really want to help him, but he may not actually want the help. So he might be like, I'm just going at the thing. I want to be as quick and efficient as I can. So it could be the question of like, do you actually need any support? Also, bringing the feminine essence in for, for men that are very masculine, when we're asked why, it's really helpful, even though we might not want to even explore that, is because the connection to the feminine is like it's very foundational. It's like, oh, I understand why there's this emotional connection to it. For the masculine, we might be just like running after this goal for whatever reason. However, we can also be reminded of why are we actually chasing this thing? Why are we going after this? So mm-hmm. the ability to support through like, do you need anything? But also like, hey, babe, are you actually doing it this way? And that could be the reminder, oh, shit, like for the last week I've been working on this, but I should actually be doing it another way. So, yeah, bringing that, that feminine energy in as well. Um, yeah, I think they're two, two very effective ways to support the masculine in going after goals. Yeah, love it. Okay, amazing, Luke. And what I wanted to ask you now is I know that you um, work a lot with your clients on building conscious relationships. What are some of your tips on how to do that? Mm, Yeah, beautiful. Uh, First thing that comes to mind is depth. Relationships of depth are going to be more conscious. So uh, giving people the advice or we're just speaking to people in a relationship themselves, it's that – when we get to the depth, we can get to a deeper level of truth in our relationships. So when, when relationships at a surface layer, there might be things that are swept under the carpet. There might be resent. There might be emotions that aren't fully felt in our interactions. So part of what work we can do to go deeper into our relationships, to experience more love, to experience more safety in a relationship, especially for the feminine is we actually need to put it all on the table. We need to go to the level of depth that is within us. Cause if we're feeling resent, if we're feeling anger, if we're feeling sadness, if we're feeling like we're not being met, we actually get to voice that and to work through it to, cons- to consider and see both sides of it. Cause we may have for, for me, it's like, okay, I'm going into a relationship. I feel uh, angry that my partner didn't help me with something tonight. And if I'm just going to hold that in me, there's going to be a, a barrier that's held between us and, and our ability to connect in our hearts. She may have a completely different perspective. There's something that's happened in her day that I don't fully understand. So whenever we feel something, whenever we feel like there's a block or some level of uh, emotion that has been suppressed, we need to bring that into the relationship to work through it. Uh, it's really like, it's not me versus you in a relationship. It's like, how can we as a team work through the thing that we uh uh, well, the thing that's really holding us back or blocking us from experiencing the, the deepest part of love in our relationships. So I feel like the first thing is like, if you want depth, you need to continue to go to the truth. You need to speak into what's uncomfortable. You need to be able to build a relationship with connecting uh, to emotions in the relationship and where we don't feel met. So constantly and consistently showing up with like, Hey, this is where I don't feel met. And also I noticed that I did this, this, and this. So in the truth, it's like, okay, what else can I own in this relationship? Where am I starting to, to have awareness of where I'm not fully showing up or where I've been in my own way? There's times where I'll overwork on a day. 
I've communicated, hey, I'm going to be finished at five tonight. I overwork. I go into the relationship, go back into the relationship with my partner. And I'm just like, okay, everything's fine. I'm like, hold on a second. I've overworked. She expected me to be here at this time. So especially for men, it's like, hey, the integrity piece, you need to own parts where you're not fully honoring your commitments in the relationship as well. So uh, there's two things for conscious relating. Uh, having some structure, especially for, for men, um, having some structure around being able to meet intimately and having connection time. Because for, for me, especially being so focused on impact of business, I can tend to fall into the pattern of like, Hey, I'm going to work so much. And that can be at the detriment and demise of being there for my partner. So I feel like it's a good idea to have conversations around like how, how much time can we actually give to ourselves and then creating structure around that for me in my, uh, my week, it's like the whole day, Sunday, I'm not on my phone. We're out in nature. We're completely disconnected from everything else. But us gets to five o'clock, me and my partner will have dinner. We'll cook dinner together. We'll have connection time after dinner. So there needs to also be a level of structure in the relationship to be like, Hey, here's you going after your mission and your vision, but also here's the time that we're going to show up for each other. Because if you're not prioritizing that, the business, the work is going to constantly uh, overtake that. And you won't give the time and energy to the relationship as well. Yeah. And what I'm hearing is the structure will, uh, will almost give you a permission slip to do so. Whilst otherwise, if you're not doing it, it doesn't mean you don't care or you don't love your partner. It is more so just not how you're wired and you can keep, keep working through the hours of the night if you're passionate and you've got that focus and you're working towards that goal. So bringing in that structure and almost like that switch to switching more into maybe your feminine energy and I actually try to do this as well with my work day because even women when we're working we are more in our masculine energy in that moment so when I shut my computer off at the end of the day and I go to pick up my kids I energetically like with intention embody and drop back into like my feminine energy I feel into what that's going to look like and feel like and I I have to almost like yeah they switch those gears so I'm hearing that for you it's important yeah. structure is like almost a permission to do so it's like here is the time and you need that you need to be told and you need to have that time and you need to have that boundary almost set for you yeah and I've, I've witnessed this myself in work like the last 12 months I went on to a deeper spiritual journey exploring my feminine which was completely like foreign to what I'd done the first 23 and a half years of my life where I was like so masculine so productive mm-hmm. I, I explore this feminine part of myself, but then my whole life, and we spoke about before, uh, overfeeling and being over-emotional, I went into the energy of like being polarized in my feminine energy and unhealthy expression because I was like always trying to search for the thing to, to feel and to release from my body. Then I've started to transition more back into pro- productivity, and what I'm finding is like, oh, pr- productivity, I'll have a coffee, I'll do this, and I'll be so in the zone, and then I feel like, in the past when an emotion would have come up, I would just completely avoid it and be so focused on my mission again. So even for myself, it's like when I notice that or before I notice that I need to start to give myself time to connect to my body and to my feminine energy as well. So uh, the, the same for a relationship. If someone is so much in their masculine, creating the time and the structure for you to be like, okay, what is it like to be in my feminine expression? As you said, you're like, cool, I'm going to embody it. I'm going to see it. I'm going to do all these things. For me, it's like, I'll do breath work where I'm completely moving my body just like so unrigid. There's no structure. I'm just like, oh, wow, like I feel so on my body again. So I need to implement those things in my day. 
Otherwise, I'm stepping back into the relationship and I'm just like so in my head, so focused. I'm like, my partner is not going to feel me. So needing to also prioritize that in the day. Yeah. Such great tips, Luke. Thank you so, so much. I feel like we've learned a lot on conscious relationships and communication and really just breaking some of those kind of, yeah, like those misconceptions and those misunderstandings about men and how they think and what they like in relationships. And sometimes what I really love that you mentioned earlier as well is kind of walking away and I try to do this um, and, and be conscious about this as well as walking away from like say an argument or something that didn't happen, a a communication piece that didn't happen the way you intended it to. um, And things are blown up walking away and asking yourself, how did I contribute to that? Mm. And I think personally that women can really do a better job at this in relationships as well as men and being okay with contributing to potentially just misunderstanding or attaching meanings to things and misperceiving the way they were intended and understanding. I feel like if you are in that opposite sex, like relationship it is so important to understand each other's makeup and psychology and energies. If we really do want to thrive in a relationship, because by understanding it, we can have some compassion for each other and it's no longer about right or wrong. We can just hold the the space and enough love for each other and when we're triggering each other um when we're potentially hurting each other and not intending to rather than going into survival mode and wanting to protect mm. ourselves and our egos and our identities like it just for me knowing and learning about this stuff and asking you these questions even just it helps me have a little bit more appreciation and it serves as a great reminder like i know a lot of this as well in the work that i do but even I need a reminder every now and again so that I can hold that space for my partner when he comes home from work. And yeah. Mm, one, one, one thing yeah. you said in regards to like, when you feel like your ego is being attacked and it's like, Oh, like how, what, how do I navigate this? There's times when I'll be really, really, really triggered. Mm. And uh, if you know like much about the nervous system, especially for listeners, it's like, we'll go into a fight flight response or like a freeze response. For me, sometimes it's freeze. It's like, my emotional, my nervous system feels hijacked. I can't talk. I like, there's an emotion that's in my body. I'm like, what do I need to do this? So especially for men, like the conditioning is not to feel that, but what has been one of the biggest shifts in my life is that my partner has awareness of that. So if I'm really triggered to the point I've had a bad day, she says something, my emotion or body's just like, I'm so hurt right now. If she literally just holds me, gives me like five, 10 minutes to fully feel whatever I'm feeling. I'm like completely back to normal. It's the reset I needed. So especially for females, don't be, uh, don't be scared of like literally not nurturing the little boy that's inside of the man that may be in front of you. Cause a lot of the time he's like holding the weight of the world on his shoulders. He's triggered by saying it's like, all he needs is just a cuddle and to be held like his mm-hmm. mother would hold him. And it's mm-hmm. just like, Oh, okay. Thank you. Like that's dissolved. So yeah, a big, big, big shift in my relationship is like, asking for the permission first and foremost and then creating a relationship around like I just need to be held right now nothing else I'm hurt but literally just hold me and that's going to dissolve it all oh I love that I love what you just said about seeing the little boy inside of the man that is in front of you and again vice versa right like we all have that inner child Oh, such a great conversation let's pivot a little bit and talk about your business you didn't mention before you've scaled 
am I correct in saying a seven and a six figure business before? Yes, I have. Yes. Very interesting. Tell me about, tell me about what would you say or what would you tell the you that was just starting out in business? Like, let's go back to your very first business. What's something that you've learned that you would tell him? Mm, great question. There are so many things. <laughs> I need a few days. Well, to you can part. you can share more than one. <laughs> Your life lessons are great to share. Cool. Yeah. So uh, the need for like immediate reward, instant gratification versus a long term process. So especially if you're looking at something like marketing. Uh, one of my business mentors really speaks about this, and it's like you're looking for leads. Like your business is thriving from sales, from profits. What you need to see is that you can use the analogy of like sweet potatoes versus cherry tomatoes. You can go out in business and be like, cool, it's time for me to make sales. Look at all these like cherry tomatoes that I'm going to pick and they're going to fuel me. They're going to give me revenue and it's done. Or you can look at, okay, I'm playing a long-term game in business. I'm actually here for a year, two years, however long you want your business to be around for. Let's actually also look at how can I plant some sweet potatoes so that in that six months, 12 months, these things are ready to sow. And it's not just like eating a bite-sized cherry tomato. I'm going to have this like really delicious sweet potato that is going to be part of my program, a part of my offering. And they've built, I've built so much credibility and trust and a relationship with them over the last year that they're going to go on to do this in my retreat and this, this, and this, and this. So this whole concept of like, it doesn't all have to happen now. See that some of the best results in your business are going to come from actually trusting and knowing that, yeah, this is, this is all just a process leading up to a certain point, especially when you're in business. It's like, all right, I'm here. I've got the business need to make money, got all this financial pressure. It's like, I see that. And there are those types of rewards, but also see that you're playing a longer term game. So definitely the piece on immediate reward gratification versus long-term, uh, I guess long-term success in that and the, the need to trust, uh, we're so used to having everything right now. Aren't we? Yeah. Everything in our world is designed for like quick validation. So mm. of course in business, we're wanting to get there yesterday. And when we don't, this is where, where like a lot of the mindset piece comes in with my clients is I, I literally did a post about this. I think yesterday, it's crazy how, especially my younger clients, cause they've grown up in this fast paced world. They uh, they are actually now achieving the goals that they're setting like very early in their business, mm-hmm. creating like phenomenal income and results, but they're actually not even landing in them. Like they're not, mm-hmm. they don't see what is happening because they're already onto the next and the next and the next. And it just creates the state of anxiety and overwhelm and almost depression and like resentment for their own business. Cause they never feel fulfilled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I love that advice. Mm. Yeah. So definitely as you shared there, it's like this whole, can you connect to the gratitude of everything that's happening now, as opposed to like, what is next? What is next? What is next? What is next? Mm-hmm. It's like, you, it's like the, the, the trap of success. It's like, when is success? Like you keep associating success as the next thing, the next thing, the next thing you've actually lost track of what your original goal may have been. It's like, okay, that's cool. Done. Like land in it, be grateful for it and realize that like you're doing an epic job. If you're actually reaching your goals, a lot of people won't, ever reach their goals. So it's, yeah, it's beautiful. You've achieved a goal that I know a lot of uh, people are working towards, right? It's that elusive seven figure number. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I want to scale my business to seven figures. What does that actually feel like when you're there? 
and what is something that people might not understand about scaling your business to seven figures in your opinion? Yeah, well, it, it would be a very different experience to if I scaled my current business to seven figures because I'm in a completely different place. Mm-hmm. But when I was there, I was like in a very hustle mindset and the seven figures was only the first step into having multi-franchise locations and all these pieces as well. So when we reached it, it was like, oh, that's that's cool. But to actually get to that place, it was ridiculous. It's like I, if I, yeah, if I hadn't, been so accustomed to that life already, I would have burnt out many and many and many of times. So when we got there, I was like, Hey, here's the milestone. But as you just shared before, I was like in the mindset then I was just like, okay, what's next? Like, it's just a figure. It's literally just this, this big figure where it was like membership model. So there'd be like over $20,000 a week coming into our bank account. It's like, cool. What does this actually mean? Oh, wow. It's actually just been the feeling we've been looking for the whole time of what success is. So as you shared before, like, why can't we access that same feeling now? Yes, it's a goal we're going to reach, but what does the goal actually mean to you? It's probably we're going after the feeling of that. So how can you access that feeling now and mm-hmm. continue to stay on track for your goals as well? So, um, yeah, for me, like if, if I experienced this now, it would be completely different because I do things very differently back then. It wasn't necessarily a leaner business. There was many team members. So for us, it didn't feel like this big, this big achievement really. So, um, yeah, but for me, if I got to that place now, it, it would look very, very different in terms of like, yeah, wow, deep, deep fulfillment and gratitude. And like, wow, I actually don't need to do anything else right now. Like in terms of scaling my business more, but like I can, because I'm doing it from sheer heart back then it was like, I need to do this because this is who I am. And my worth is tied to my business. So mm-hmm. definitely, uh, another piece I'd say is, is mentorship. So hire a mentor, hire a business mentor. It took us quite a while to do that with the gym because we're like, hey, we know how to do this. We're personal trainers. We've built six-figure personal trainer businesses. Gym's just going to be quite similar. It actually took us like over six months to hire a specific business mentor. We worked with the entourage in Sydney, Jack DeLoza. They're mm-hmm. quite good for bigger businesses that, um, yeah, can, that necessarily aren't looking for something so personalized. I would much recommend, if I did that again, I would recommend a business coach who is – obviously got the results that you want to get. So as soon as you can invest with a business mentor, especially starting out because like, yeah, it may, you may have to outlay multiple thousands of dollars or tens of thousands of dollars for a coach. However, your ability to create income much quicker and the time and energy you're going to save in trying to do it the hard hustle way. Whereas this mentor can go, Hey, here's all the lessons, take them. So much, much for anyone really recommending, get a, get a, mentor as soon as possible Mm. yeah couldn't agree more i had a mentor as soon as i before i even finished my certification and someone that was just a few steps ahead of where i needed to be is sometimes enough for it to be relatable and for it to yeah like especially that i i feel like in that first year of business if you're just starting out that one-on-one time is really important. I think courses are great for additional strategy and over like, like high level information, but mm. nothing beats a close mentorship with someone that is, has already achieved something that you're working towards. Yeah. Love that advice. Amazing. Yeah. Luke. We have, uh, I have oh, one, piece. Yeah, absolutely. One, one really Go for it. Different, different, <laughs> stage, different stages of business too, because, uh, let's say someone scales to six figures. And this is what a lot of people want to understand is that scale to six figures, 
the next step from scaling from six figures to multiple and then to seven figures, it's a completely different strategy. So mm-hmm. if we're starting a business, yeah, like the, the approach is here in startup, I'm growing. Like it's more of a hustle type of energy. Okay. I'm working on my DMs. It's like, it's, it's really energy intensive because that's the resource we have. We've got a lot of time as we start to build a bigger business, the time starts to come back and we've, we've got a little bit more money. So you need to look at systems. You need to look at scaling. Okay. How can I start to leverage myself? How can I start to get more people to uh, delegate myself to more people and have them doing other roles? So I think the lesson in that is don't expect the strategy that got you to a certain level to be the same strategy that's going to get you to the next, because the whole business game is going to change as you start to hit new milestones. Yeah. Really great advice. So good, Luke. I've had so much fun talking to you today. It has been so much value and been so much fun. I want. I know that the the audience listening in really want to connect with you further outside of this podcast. So where do you hang out? Where can they find you and how can they potentially work with you? Sure. Thank you. Great question. And I've really enjoyed this podcast too. It's been really fun. <laughs> it's, it's different questions that were being asked. Generally, it's like, what was your journey? What is this? I'm just like, wow, this is fun. You're actually really challenging me with what do I do in my relationship that may be unconscious sometimes. It's just becoming conscious. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So as, as for me, uh, I mainly hang out on Instagram. My handle is fulfilled with Luke. Uh, generally, that's where I am. In terms of offerings like I don't want to say that someone can do this specific thing. Literally just connect with me on Instagram. You'll see the things that I offer. You'll see my content. And if everything mm-hmm. lands and resonates, it's like, cool, we'll have a conversation from there. But I'm necessarily not going to say, hey, do this thing because I don't know what someone else's journey is like. So literally yeah. just grab my handle, have a look at my content. It may resonate. It may be completely not what you want to see. And that's okay too. So yeah, I'm, I much prefer just connect and see what I'm all about and we can have a conversation from there. So yeah, that's that. Amazing. And we will be sure to pop all the links into the show notes as well. So you can easily find Luke again. Thank you so much for your time. It has been so much fun. I can't wait to get the feedback on this episode. Perhaps if you have some more questions, um, especially ladies listening in that you would like me to ask Luke, we could bring him back on a future episode. It could be like a segment that we do. Ask Luke. Ask Luke. Yeah. <laughs> ask Luke. Love it. Um, yeah. I feel like that's a concept that I came up with even before. And I was, we were talking about this episode. I'm like, remember how we used to like, and then I realized you're a bloke. So you wouldn't remember, but how we used to submit questions to our favorite little girlfriend and Dolly magazines. And we'd ask the doctors all the embarrassing questions. Like, is this kind of like this, but about relationships and in our late twenties and thirties. So yeah, really fun. Love it. Thank you again so much, Luke. And I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you so much. Hold up, girlfriend. Before you go, I need to say thank you so much for tuning in today. I know that if you listen to my podcast, that you are my human. And I love to connect with my soul sisters, business besties, align business babes on social. So send me a DM with any mindset, business or wellness questions because my inbox is so open to you. I also read each of your reviews personally and love to personally thank you. So please screenshot them and DM me or email them to hello at hersoulfulsuccess.com. I will personally thank you and send you a copy of my 30 days of journal prompts. Also, if you haven't already, follow my podcast Insta. The link is in my bio so you can stay up to date with all the potty goths and tag your girlfriends because you know they're friends that listen to podcasts together stay together. 
or is that not a thing? I don't know. But every time you share this podcast with someone, you are really helping me help more women live a soulfully successful life. And I appreciate you for that. Love, love, love you. And I'll catch you in the next episode.